Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks, I'm Carl Hartley I'm Max Peterson, welcome to our season two, quarter one Movie shootout. This is our first shootout of the quarter. It is. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited for this one. It's been a while since we've had a shootout. It like has a quarter. Our last. It's been thing, three months. It's been three months since our last shootout. Well, d- yeah, we right, did a shootout, of the shootout and, and the, the Quillen Filmies, the 2018 Quillen Filmies. Oh boy! I, so we have. A, this is an interesting s- situation, as we were discussing off microphone earlier before we got. On microphone. It's an interesting situation because, for two reasons. Yes. One, there's a lot of monkeys in this hat right now. <laughs> like one, a lot of monkeys over, in the barrel, Over man. one third of the movies are Planet of the Apes movies. Yo. So we didn't think about that when we were <laughs> scheduling the season. I'm like, oh my God, this first quarter shootout is We're just going to have apes sling and poop at each other for like a bunch of this no, probably. Those, the ape slinging poop movies are all on the Patreon. That's right. We did so many Patreon monkey movies too. There's three of them over there, right? <laughs> monkey Shines. Yeah. yeah. There's four I'm of sorry, them. Sorry, they're apes. Four. What? Five. What? Battle, oh, Battle, Battle for the Planet originally was a Patreon episode, which I put in the main season. Because there were five weeks. There was five weeks. And right. I was like, dude, that's the universe talking to us. Mm-hmm. So we got Battle. The Tim Burton reimagining. Oh, that's right. Oh, shit. And then the three, the three of the new trilogy. Actually, um, for oh, those of you listening, uh, actually, well, they're gonna hear this episode. In oh, like, War comes out now, or War you... came out last night. But people are gonna be hearing this episode in like two weeks, so Fair it won't enough. mean anything. But War for the Planet of the Apes just got done last night because I've I've been playing catch up. Fair enough. So, uh, and then the second thing <laughs> is for the first time ever. Carl and I are both coming into the shootout with no notes. Uh, our typical dynamic for shootouts this is... This is the last, first and only time that will happen, I'm yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, by the end of this, it'll just be me in tears, like, why did you do this to <laughs> us? Um, I was in rehearsal for fucking six hours yesterday. Yeah, Carl, Carl and I have both been overworked. The typical dynamic is Carl comes... Locked and loaded and ready to go with his notes, and he has his movies figured out in his head. Yeah, and I have like a two to three sentence blurb on each one. Right. Yeah. Carl is the Carl is the oil, and I am the turbulent water. I just I so my thing is I just like react and respond, this and that that kind of introduces the chaos of the shootout. Carl has the notes, so he can weigh them I can logically. Do it on the fly. You do your notes on the fly? Fuck yeah. Okay, so you have to be logical and reasonable, right. and I'm just going to be pure emotion. All that, right. Because that's our typical dynamic yep. on these shootouts. So I will, I will, yeah, we'll make it happen. This is going to be great. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. Dude, I am too. Because so, it's sort of in keeping with the, the nature of this season as it has been so far. It's a little wacky. <laughs> uh, this, looking, writing down the names of the movies in the shootout, um, I was just like, this is the most absurd season yes. we've ever that well of our one season that we've completed. And it only gets better from here. But so, before we get too deep into the shootout, before we yes. start the shootout, I would like to uh, give a huge shout out to all of our patrons. Since the last time we recorded, we have a new patron. Welcome sh- to the party, pal. We got William Rockwood coming in from Traverse City, Michigan. Thank you so much for your sponsorship, sponsorship, your patronage, your brother. patronage, man. He, awesome. He keeps the film rails rolling. He keeps the lights on. He keeps the moths in the jar. He sure does. I watched Strange That's, Brew. I was going to say. <laughs> like in the last... <laughs> 
Actually, I haven't even watched that recently. I just love that movie so much. You, um, you love it so much. You thought you maybe had watched it more recently. I did. I was like, I didn't see that last like week. Seven, I thought it was like I had, seven years. Like a, it was better, probably a year. But still, dude, that's that early scene with the moths is so funny. Um, thank you, Brian Jackson. You are a baller. You're the bomb. You're the man. You're the he's the guitar guy from Tommy. He's the right? guitar guy from Tommy. <laughs> you crushed it in Tommy. Like micro review of that Gosh, show. Gosh, man, I wish you'd been there for closing night. He actually broke a guitar on stage. For real? Yeah. Um, he had to beat it like six or seven times, too. It was gnarly. It was amazing. Guitars People are tough. Was there shit? People were freaking out, screaming. It was amazing. It was like a fucking rock concert. So thank you, Brian Jackson. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, the show that I saw, he didn't break a guitar. We only had the one. He didn't. He didn't crush the guitar. He didn't crush a guitar, but he crushed on the guitar, yeah. dude. Watching him come out and like, like <laughs> dealing, <laughs> dealing with the audience, like yeah. telling him to cheer and shit. Oh, he in the embodiment of the rock yeah, spirit. Absolutely. I'm sorry, I can't get over how good Tommy was. Dude, dude that show you. was so wild. Yeah, we had a great cast. We had a great director. You we did. had a great. You Ernie. did. Everyone was amazing. Um, and not to not to single anyone out, but who played. Tommy, the boy, the the guy who did most of the singing. What night did you see it? Was it a younger kid with curly black hair? Yeah, did you have two Tommies? We had two Tommies. We had two casts, yeah. Interesting. So you saw Abe. Abe. What, and what's Abe, his last name? Abe Abraham. 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 Abe Abraham. Abe Abraham. I feel like a dick that That's I fine. can't think okay. of. But so no, I saw he's, Abe. He's, uh, he's amazing. Uh, I was blown away by More energy voice. than I know how... <laughs> It's possible to be in one person. And he has for how he doesn't seem very old. No, I think he's nineteen. He's he has like a freshman in college. Amazing vocal control for nineteen years. I think old. it was like I think he did interlocking for a couple of I believe it. Yeah, I well, believe it. Kevin he's, cousin Kevin is an interlocking student too, so Oh Jay, she was amazing. Yeah. Too. Every dude, everybody everybody crushed it. Cousin cousin Kevin, which I thought it was cool that that role was gender swapped, there was another huge voice out of a surprisingly small package or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cause she lo- she the look of cousin Kevin is she's like five foot four and she's fairly teeny. petite. Yeah. And then this fucking giant voice comes out of her and she's she is such a good both of those those singers I, I was very, very yeah. impressed by. Yeah. I was impressed by everyone, but I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah that's um, So why did you have two casts? Just because the music is so, so vocally straining. Yeah. Especially right. the the Tommies and the uh the the parents, the walkers in general. So there's this, it's you, a very big sing. Did you alternate, alternate nights? Or? Yeah, we did uh we did uh opening weekend was one cast and then the second week I think they flipped and flopped days and then it was just all based on scheduling conflicts and stuff. So and it all worked out. Yeah, man, it was really Dude, cool. It was a good show. All right, I'm sorry I don't no, I, that's I all right. drug us down that hole, but I I we no. haven't really talked about it on the show. And I love cool, Tommy. All right, we would also like to thank I would like to thank David Rowney. Thank you yeah. for joining us here at the table, man, for measuring flicks. And hopefully someday soon, he's got a, he has several recommendations for us on email and through the Patreon uh, uh, for <laughs> movies that he wants us to finish up or to do like because we did Tommy yeah and he has a couple of obscure like musical type movies he wants to do yeah Quadrophonia us, so. and The Wall were That's his right, recommendations yeah. and then you and I were talking about rounding it out with one more musical yeah. number which um, I honestly think because May was a little light and because I'm just Repo the Genetic I'm Opera fi- should probably be the one but it's not that's not 70s. Oh, we'll do it. Balls. We'll do it someday. We'll definitely Jesus do it Jesus Christ someday. Superstar then. Done. Do that one. Or Hairspray. Or Hair. Or Hair. Or, <laughs> there's so many 70s rock Actually, Parallel do. 45 is doing Hair this summer. We should do Hair. Let's do Hair. Yeah. 
Okay, so what I'm thinking is we're gonna look. We're about to start. We're about to embark on a Patreon journey. Yeah, with we are. When Harry met Michael, and we're doing the Harry Potter franchise and the Halloween series. If you haven't been paying attention, you can find all that over at Patreon.com/slash Quill and Film. Q U I L L A N D F I L M. Um, David Rowney's been very vocal about what movies he wants us to cover, and yes. he's been inter. I love the patron interactions, like mm-hmm. especially like Connor Sweeney <laughs> getting us on Harry Potter. Connor Sweeney getting us on Harry Potter was hilarious because he's like declaring himself the arch villain of the the Quill and Filmiverse or whatever yeah, he we called have, it. Yeah, and he coined us the, the all the sketches and little ideas we come up with. The Is Quill a, and Filmiverse. Yeah, so he's like cre- he's. The, the patrons are actually like responding to and, and creating the show as we go, which I, I think is super that. cool. And also, David Drowning gave me a good opportunity to go and make a hilarious Crocodile Dundee joke about Michael Myers. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, you can find all that and more over on patreon.com slash quill and film. If you want to drop us a line, like some of our listeners did, to uh, to suggest other films instead of the ones we recommend <laughs> we gave them. Uh, you can do that over at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. We would also like to thank Kelly and Mike Wagner. Uh, they've actually been patrons for, I think, four or five months Yeah, now, they've so. been on board for almost this whole season. Season yeah. two, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of people jump on at season two, which is really cool. Um, this is the time to do it. And, and if you head over to Patreon, all of those episodes are backlogged. So <laughs> you have like days of listening. There's so much listening to do. Uh, we would also like to thank Katie Clark. It's been so long since I rolled the dice with you, yeah, girl. Yeah, you say that every time we shout her I out. Know. When was the so last time mean- you played D&D with them? Fucking two months, probably. Nah, dude, that's not good. I know they're they were they're already at like the Dragon Queen. Oh, lair the and game shit. the game went on. Oh yeah, they they're not waiting for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> the game goes on. The DM he messages me every day. He's like, oh, are you playing? He's I'm thinking he's gonna probably just quit. But Katie Clark is amazing, and she's the bard of all bards, and and gives you the. Uh, I had something difficult to do the other day, and she texted, uh, "I'm giving you one d six of." Uh, of bardic inspiration to use with whatever task you need to do today. I'm like, thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. (laughs) Nice. We would also like to thank Connor Sweeney. Thank you so much, Sweenster. We got to get him back on the show soon. Yeah, I miss the Peenster, man. I kind of do, too. Um, I think next time we get Connor over to do an episode, we should should do one of our, like, big crazy cookout days. If we don't do Mandy with him, he's going to shit himself. We'll do Mandy, dude. I've been wanting to watch that forever. And we have no Nicolas Cage month as it stands right now, which we'll talk about after the show. I think there's a a month that we could dump all four of those movies and just fill it with Cage. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. uh, Let's get through the rest of these people. All right. Thank you, Daniel Pell. Shaw, I love you, boo, 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 boo. Did she watch this movie with you? The uh, one we're she, gonna do later today. Well, I watched the Pink Angels at six thirty this morning. So she was. She walked through the living room uh, to take her shower, and she picks the best times to sit <laughs> she, down. Her sense of un, un- timing. It was timing. the picnic scene with the ladies when she comes to sit down. Oh I'm like the only God. fucking ten minutes in the movie that's a little bit like I'm not sure which way this is gonna go. <laughs> And that's that's when she decides to sit down. She goes, mm, nope. And then goes and takes a shower. <laughs> um, yeah, Danielle, you the amount the impeccable stuff you put timing. Up with, I, I do. Know, I know. I applaud the timing of that woman. Um, and then finally, let's thank John Shiby, Casey Shiby. Over into NYC very recently in the TC. That's right. Got to see their faces in the real life. We did. So thank you guys so much. You keep this show. Like they have, there are there are two longest running patrons. Amazing. So they have kept this show 
they've kept the lights on. They've kept the movie spinning longer than anybody else. Love it. And we we honestly really do appreciate what you guys do for the show. We we really do. You're an, you're amazing. I think I hugged each of them no less than six times in four. And it a half was minutes. there was a moment where you, I saw John flinch away from you when you went for another hug, and I was like, I was like, just ride it out, John. This yeah, happens sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> just hang, hang tough, buddy. It's almost over. I, I don't. I, we'll I, get need some to, wings. I need to realize that not everyone likes to be hugged as much as I do. No, they're both theater people they don't care right. um but uh yeah so thank thank you to all of our patrons yes yes we really really appreciate you speaking of danielle and movies that sh- are things in movies that she accidentally sees all the time <laughs> um we uh. haven't talked about this since i sent you like a feverish text from the up about it but mir zarchi's new i spit on your grave oh film my God. is i think now out in the ether Starring Camille Keaton, I know the original, the original oh girl. God. I've talked to Bird about it. For those of you who don't know, this is the the shootout's going to be quick. So this is just fun front matter stuff for you guys. Um, for those of you who don't know, me, Carl, and Bird, the first ever Patreon exclusive right, episodes right. we it was. did. Holy shit! The very first thing we did on Patreon is we sat down and because Patreon because we love ourselves so much. Patreon originally started as like the place where we were gonna go and watch the movies that were too intense for the main season show or too controversial right. or whatever. That's where Cannibal Holocaust would live. Yes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or then I spit on your right. Then we watched Straw Dogs in the main season, and that just went out the window because <laughs> like, we're like, well, I, guess I guess there's the nothing. Doors open here too, whatever. <laughs> but we sat down and we're like, well, let's start with something really intense, so people will know, like, oh, this is where I come for the raw shit. Right. So we watched all of the I Spit on Your Grave film franchise. For those of you who don't know, basically a series of insanely brutal rape revenge movies, really harrowing you stuff. Know. For kids, so like, <laughs> so like the first thing that me, that me, Carl, and Bird all did together was sit down and watch. Four we were of still kind of in the like, because we were friends before, yeah, but yeah. N- I mean, it's mostly like work friends. It wasn't until like we were like, yeah, I would. We say were still we're getting more comfortable, very in, new friends, very newish in the yeah. friend department. And then we're all three of us sitting down, like, ugh, well, this is just forty-five minutes of silence, right? and then forty-five minutes of just like hysterical laughter. And if you want to get screen. to know somebody better watch four rape revenge movies with them back to back we did it in like two weeks we did too we went hard on these movies so it was rough we've always i always but for real though i always think back on those episodes in those films like weirdly fondly yeah it was kind of like going season came from going through the crucible (laughs) you know like learning to run (laughs) like all that stuff yes but yeah so we went through all this together and then bird texted me while i was in the up and we found out that the original director of the 1978 I spit on your grave, Mira Zarchi. And the original. And the original woman who played, oh who pl- I can't remember her name, but she plays the the woman who gets raped and then murders her attackers very brutally in a movie that we actually all loved. Yeah, it's we an excellent film. We wanted to put it on as a, a contender main for yeah. Main we, yeah, we were gonna try and write it into the Quillen Filmies, but we decided not to because it'd be breaking the rules. Right. But it would it would have been nominated for best film. It was yeah. amazing. And it was such a like that was sneaky, man. How we didn't expect it because the remakes were so crap. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we watched that one last, right? We did. Yeah. We watched the the first remake, second, third remake, and then we finished strong with the original. I spent on both your grave. His jaws on the floor. It was like, unbelievable. What the fuck. But Mirz Archie has made a sequel, and he he's God. saying it's the only official sequel, kind of like what John Carpenter did with the new Halloween. Yep. He's like, this is the this sequel. Is the it takes place. You know, I spit on your universe, grave happens, right? Yeah. right? And then this is the next one. You can ignore those three remakes. Oh, another side quest. 
or whatever in you want to call universe, it. But for, yeah. for me, because it's Mirrors Archie and because they got Camille Keaton oh my back, God, it has to be, this is yeah. it. This is the canonical closing of the loop. And I already talked to Bird about it because I was like, yeah, it was, uh, that was kind of like a heavy two weeks. Do you want to? And she goes, if we're do, if we're gonna, if you guys are going to watch that, we're going to get the band back together. Fuck yes. We're going to do it right. We're on a mission from God, baby. We got to we gotta sit through it, man. Sit, making it all the way through I Spit on Your Grave 2 was pretty fucking Can we hard. be really weird and wear Blues Brothers suits and, and Wayfarer sunglasses it's, when we go to see it? See, it's going to be like, that sounds funny. And then by like the 35 minute mark of the rape scene, gonna you're going to be pulling, like you're going to be taking really off your just, hat uh, and you're like, not appropriate. you're like, I shouldn't have dressed up this for this. I'm sorry, I, everyone. I should be in like, uh, like a sweater, <laughs> right. like a hooded sweater. I need to be wearing something <laughs> a little less stupid. This is not as fun and funny right, as I no. thought it would be. But then we'll hit the revenge portion and the hat and the, the hat glasses back go on, back like, on. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, patrons watch for that. Um, and for those of you who haven't been with us since that first series maybe go listen to the first episode mm-hmm. and and determine for yourself if you want to listen to it and patrons these the, are pretty heavy the links to those episodes are in the body of the um of the uh like it's an article essentially when you're in the patreon when you're, you're looking through so like it would be i spit on your grave and you have to go into the body of the message to find the thing to press to to download it to download it right yeah, in the can, early episodes in the newer ones i think you have a hyperlink right on the top of the of the pages that have episodes the earlier ones they had to go into you the can of. listen uh, I, I post them as audio so you can mm-hmm. listen in on patreon right and you just hit play on the player or if you go yeah if you go into the body of the the post itself the, the, you're able to download the it. Da- yeah, yeah you can download it there's links to the mp3s of all of those things so that is all of our front matter. Boop 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 doop boop doop. We got a show to do. Boop doop. Oh my god! Are what you is ready? it? What is it? Is quarter one shootout poop? I couldn't um, think of a thing. I mean, so. quarter one shootout poop might <laughs> might be accurate. I don't know. I was writing these down and I was like, I do love that movie. Your so hands I'm, in the hat. Oh, oh, oh one popped out. It chose. This one was that chosen. One lottery ball, dude. This one did. We got a we got a lottery ball that just popped out of the hat. So that's mine. Oh wow! I don't and want to know it yet. I, I'm not gonna tell you right here, until I, I know what yours is. Okay, one. are you ready? So oh. the first shootout is beneath the planet of the apes versus the, let the monkey poo begin. <laughs> Conquest of the planet of the apes. Okay, I think this is fairly obvious. It is. It's is beneath. it? It is beneath. It's the beneath the planet of the, of the apes. Conquest is a little bit too future worldy. It's when they're. We get all the yeah, it's not good. Conquest is when they're like being real mean to the apes, yeah, like whipping training them and, them and shit, stuff. Them. I liked it a lot more than you did on the episode. Yes, yes, the, because I like the world building of it and mm-hmm. the sort of callbacks to things. The, yeah, but unnecessarily so in a lot of ways. Some of the and it's some the weakest of, the, of all of them. I would. I well, think except battle. for battle. battle. Battle, I think, is the weakest. They do, they take a turn after um, after escape. Ben, after escape, escape right. is fun. Escape is like a Woody Allen Planet of the Apes. Movie. Exactly. Okay, so it's beneath the Planet of the Apes. Let's throw conquest, conquest on the gone. flow. See, that's why we have so much front matter. A lot of this is going to be fast. Soup. On flow. On the flow. On flow. 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 Let's go. Go. So before before we say utterly goodbye to Conquest, to conquest? of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Conquest has one of my favorite stunts in it when they throw that dude. Oh, they throw uh, they th- Armando out of the window. No, it's the one where they they uh, one of the apes throws like a, a computer technician through a glass table, and while oh, the stuntman's in the like table, it explodes. explodes. Right. And you're like, 
holy shit they killed a man they just killed a man it's it's a really I, amazing also, that's time. also it's a good fall too because armando the the armando getting chucked out of the window yeah the armando fall is excellent that's there's a couple of good good i'm still writing that by the way for those of you who've been listening armando the uh the the abba cover <laughs> instead, of, instead of it's coming someday okay so Ooh. our next head-to-head is carl you read it first oh what is it planet of the apes Oh shit! The, Versus the premature burial, this one's also fairly obvious to me. I think so. It's Planet of the it's Apes. Planet of the Apes. Uh, but premature burial, I had a hoot. I didn't have as much fun watching it as I did recording the episode. The episode with you. was so, so much fun. Um, this—that's where Red <laughs> Vines, Red Vines in the Dark, dark. comes from. Just watching Ray Milan throw candles into the night. Oh my god! And watching <laughs> his sister, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what happened to the dog? Probably struck by lightning. <laughs> that seems plausible. I kind of don't. I kind of think maybe you're wrong about that. Like, I don't know that you know how lightning works. What if it was anything other than the dog got struck? By it was an earthquake. Got him. <laughs> you're like probably a typhoon. Right, it was a typhoon. You're like, but we're in Massachusetts. What are you talking about? Okay. Rogue wave. Oh my God, Carl! Every time I pull one of these movies out of the hat, I'm just like, God, that movie was stupid. <laughs> we, we went through some shit this quarter, man. <laughs> but it's been fun. We've it been, has been a hoot. That's why we wanted. Of, this is our season. Yeah, yeah. Divins, drivers, and dines. We're getting a lot of or other words that make more sense than that in, Duggers, in this context. Doodles and diglets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pokemon reference. <laughs> You're welcome. And fundamental uh, Christian beliefs. <laughs> Those All two things should always be blended together. <laughs> Pokemon and fundamentalist Christian. The priesty pants. All right, so our next head head is Teenage Caveman versus The Young Racers. Oh, a Kormanoff. It is a Kormanoff. That sounds like Kormanoff, a Russian cosmonaut. Beef, no, Beef Kormanoff is what we're having for dinner tonight. Mm, no, be careful how much salt you, you like to oversalt your you don't Kormanoff. Wanna, you don't want to just like. It's already pretty briny. The, the big problem with the, the Beef Kormanoff is but just the nitrates. <laughs> <laughs> the key, listeners, is you wait until Carl takes a Fuck sip, you. and then you say the bit. That has become an actual skill that you have. <laughs> to make Carl choke on God coffee. Damn it. Okay. That's really good coffee, All too. right, Carl. This is not as clear as it seems to be off, no. this, off the top of my head. So Young Racers, that was an amazing conversation. I actually think the Young Racers is a, is a, is a solid movie. I would give it, it like problems. a... It's a It's a very firm three out of five stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Teenage like, Caveman is weird, and the twist ending in the whole... That whole movie's so fucked. Yeah. Both of these movies, though, are just so fucked. Um, you know what? I thought I was going to go... Well, well, hold on. Hold on. This is actually Cause, tricky. Because remember our rule... We have a lot of blood and concrete episodes this yeah. year where we just kind of make fun of the movie and discover how much we love it through discussion. And that's Caveman, Teenage Caveman, All for right. sure. So favorite parts of Young Racers. The car stuff The car is stuff is amazing, cool. yeah. The bathing suits and the costumes, it's visually beautiful. I don't know if you can count this as a plus in the column or it's just a random thing. The fact that it's William Shatner's voice coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, like, yeah. getting to watch Captain Kirk be a race car driver by proxy. Yeah, yeah. For an, and also... And the most convoluted plot we've seen, I think, period. Ever. Ever on this ever. show. It's stunning. Yes. How Especially little when sense it when, fucking When makes. they're explaining it directly to us, I'm right. still not really following now. the logic <laughs> loop there. When they turn to camera and yeah, tell you like, what's going yeah, this on. This is the plot of the story like, here, guys. Buckle up. It's like, almost like you didn't say mm. words because <laughs> it doesn't make this was the sense. Mo- the Young Racers is the movie where Danielle is like, every time someone talks, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> 
They're saying, I know they're saying English words, but halfway through the sentence, I lose track of what they're, because it's so overwritten. Yeah. Oh my God. It's because this is the one that I wanted to buy. Purple. I need to buy the screenplay for this so we can just do a table read of it. A table read of Young Racers as a patron exclusive. Yeah. We could do that. Fantastic. We should do that. Okay. So, because I want to know, I want to know that if on the page the fucking dialogue is as convoluted you could get as it is. Connor Sweeney and Katie. <gasps> Katie Clark. Hardy, Katie Clark. Yep. She's an actor. Yep. Is Katie Clark the the two ply girl? No, no she's that's not. That's Bev Katie. Bev. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, she was. Oh, you didn't see Mamma Mia. She she was in Mamma Mia. So, dude, we we should get like legit ass actors and do a table read of the Young Racers. Fucking it's a, so dude. gnarly. Let's do we it. We should do Teenage Caveman too, though, because I was just thinking. All right, so Teenage. Okay, so that's our Young Racers. Right. Honestly, strong film. It really is. Like all joking aside, because these are definitely like exploitation. But they're films. they're legitimate character moments. There are arcs for both of them, and it was thoroughly enjoyable. But yeah. So was Teenage Caveman, and that movie is fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. It's a banana sandwich, <laughs> man. Dude, it's so the, weird. The weird dinosaurs and like yep. lizards with shit glued to them oh you got like puppy dogs dressed up as uh, the, puppy dog, the happiest <laughs> the happiest, the happiest pu- pack of wolves woof, you've ever woof, seen woof, woof. Ah, i'm gonna lick you to death <laughs> they're like oh you you <laughs> bad old human i'm gonna kiss you get kiss, away kiss, from kiss, those kiss, mad kiss, dogs kiss. <laughs> yeah they're like oh the actors are all doing the like no no and the dogs are like wagging their tails and they're like looking the at worst. the camera crew they're like what am i doing good the worst damage they can do to you is giving you an infection by licking you inside the mouth after they lick their butt. Right. Like, they, you get pink eye because they licked your eyeball on accident. Exactly. <laughs> Those mean dogs. And uh, fun crossover with the dogs. Those are the Irish wolfhounds from Saga of the Viking Women head into the sea serpent world of the rainbow. Of the rain beyond the black <laughs> yeah, holy mountain. <laughs> or whatever the fuck that You, you couldn't fit another word into the title of that <laughs> it's, film. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but teenage kid, like Robert Vaughn. The Seeing forty-year-old teenage caveman. Yeah, There's some really interesting things going on too about like history, the spinning and of the, the wheel, spinning of the wheel, and the M Night Shyamalan twist at the yep, end. Yep. The uh, yeah, and there's some there's some fairly let cool, me ask you this: cool you got, rubber monster effects. You got one movie you, you, we're gonna watch tomorrow with a bunch of friends. Which one are we gonna put on? Watch tomorrow with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Ah, uh, it. God, I don't know. I know. I, it might it might be teenage I'm caveman th- just because it's bonkers. Because right, it's bonkers, right? Young Racers is a pretty strong gonna, film. If you had a, a, a actor friends coming over and you had to watch one of the two, actor friends. Yeah. Okay. If I have actor friends coming over, I I probably still spin Teenage Caveman. Yeah, me too. I think so. That's okay. So I think that's it. All right. So I think it's Teenage Caveman, Caveman. dude. Not taking Young anything Racers away is a though. Great movie, but I think overall more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's more of you. You spend more time more just like romp. laughing and go, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't. I don't know. And I understand the what they're saying. Yeah, that is nice. Like I don't lose the meaning of their sentences <laughs> midway. In just the and it's that's the strangest. But you ever seen those videos where they're like, "This is what English sounds like to foreign speakers," where they just speak English words out of sequence. Yeah. So it sounds really. They're just you know what? where they're just like. The Acorn Bread Dracula movie poster couch potato, and you're like, okay, Ooh, those were all English words, but it. Well, they what they do is they take a sentence and scramble it, and then the actors learn their those lines. But watching Young Racers is like that, just simply from the sheer complexity yes. of the plot that they're trying to construct. You're like, I don't fucking know. okay. Are you ready? Next head to head. I'm I'm not sure what we're gonna do here because I well unless you've got something. I might. Super, okay. So here's the shootout. All right. You first. We're we're shooting out. All right. X the man with X-ray eyes. Oh, this is easy. And the wild angels. Wait, hold wait, on, let me put this my brain might not it. be as easy as I thought. Okay, wait, wait, wait. 
Oh. Wait, okay. If we're going by our, our rule, which is what is our favorite film? Yeah. For me, I say X Men. X Men. Right. However, yeah. Wild Angels is fucking. That's a gnarly, that's a dude. rowdy movie. Man. Yeah, and it's a damn good movie. It's an excellent film. Yeah, the there last, are ten minutes. I'm getting chills talking yeah. about the Wild Angels right now. Mm, dude, hold on. When Bruce Stern gets shot on that motorcycle and he's crawling towards the cops. The we end. We have a best eye acting nomination out of this movie from Bruce Stern. From Bruce Stern. His dude, Bruce Stern's death scene. Mm-hmm. Fucking the whole Hospital last twenty scene? minutes of the movie. When they get to the funeral, yeah. like the start of the funeral to the end of the movie is just hectic. I'm gonna say this, dude. Like, yeah, it is about the but, like, but, but, dude. Sometimes you just gotta give a nod to the one that's just better. X Men with X Ray Eyes. It is one of Stephen King's favorite movies. Yes. And I had a blast watching it. Yeah. But it's not the best movie ever. I think in the in the oeuvre of Roger Corman flicks that we've seen. Yeah. This is not the. These are both Corman flicks again. Well, they are, yes. But X Men with X Ray Eyes, if it's up against like Pink, not Pink Angels, isn't a Roger Corman, but um, no, like Teenage Caveman or X Men with X Ray Eyes beats terror. Teenage Caveman right. and beats Young Racers. It beats the Terror. Right. It's strong, but Wild Angels is very strong. It's just a very good movie. You can see the the beginnings of like Easy Rider. Oh, no, we did have a lot of fun talking about X Men with X Ray Eyes, though. The fact that he just starts pouring the shit in his <laughs> fucking eyes he like right the, out the gates. He has zero like. Oh, uh, one didn't work. Let's try 57 drops. The, one drop affects minimal. Let's move to two ounces. <laughs> and you're like, I think uh, that might be a bit much. You might want to go incremental. I'm going to dunk my head in this bucket of <laughs> formula. <laughs> I can see with my tongue. tongue. right. Okay, but like the end bit with the preacher. Yeah. And also the visual Ooh. effects. But when he walks into that with the preacher, and uh, personally though, I always... Do you I, hear the line I in your head? I always hear I can still yeah. see, even with no fucking eyes left. I mean, that's that's pretty solid stuff. I really like um, <laughs> the most casual accidental murder of all time. <laughs> he just like kind of bumps his friend and his friend ah, flies out of like a 50 story window. casual sort of reaction to it. Ah, oh, that was shitty. Well, the woman looks out and she's like, man, you killed him. <laughs> and Ray Malone's like, I yes, killed I him. I suppose I did. And she's like, you better get out of here. And he's like, all yes, right. I suppose I should. <laughs> it's like, I know where I'll go. The carnival. They'll never fight me here, dude. There and then there's that shot when he lays down in that bed. The 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 mm. weird parallels to yeah. heroin addiction. Oh my god! And they're there too. When he's in like that 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 room with the banging pipes on the wall, and, and he's he looking can see up. up. He can see through his eyelids, through his through visor. his visor, through the bottom floors of the house, uh, and he sees and he keeps the adding layers to his face. Oh my god! He when he talks everything. about like the weight of all that humanity crushing down upon him, because he's in the basement of a like a apartment building, so he can see all these people above him. I'm mean, okay. Look, this is actually a tough one because the Wild Angels took me completely by surprise. It was out of left field completely. Yep. And the ending of that movie is so somber. Like it's he's just it's just Peter Fonda session, left dude. in the graveyard by himself, covering his friend with dirt. I got chills again. That's twice. Yeah, I, wild, I angels. wild angels. Yep. I literally got my like the hairs on my arm are. You standing can see up. some on my arm right now. Boo -boo. Mine are probably poking through my flannel yep. shirt, dude. Right. Like okay, the it's wild, wild angels. angels. Wow, the wild angels was a good. Yeah, movie. I would watch that again. So would I. Like today. And it's the weirdest part about that movie is it's not that fun no, for a it lot isn't. of it it's fun for like five seconds at a time and then all of a sudden you're like then you have to sit for 10 minutes with the dude, church scene when they oh my god yeah i was just thinking like when they br they break bruce stern out of the hospital 
and they re- and then ultimately they realize, the, oh that was a well, the bad loser idea. they break the loser out yeah, yeah they're like well we're gonna be free man and actually that's where that's where that one of my favorite mud honey samples comes from is that we want to be free we want to be free to to ride yeah. we want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man and we want to get loaded yeah dude that by the way yep. that pre- that preacher we talked about it on the episode but he might get a not we do we have a supporting actor not yet oh we don't have a category for it we i don't, don't. Think. Well, but i mean like dude his performance just that 10 minutes that he's yeah. in that movie is exceptional okay so what's our next head-to-head because this is the one i'm holding in my hand is <laughs> pretty goofy oh this, this i'll go for it go for it <laughs> sorry next head-to-head is i'm gonna abbreviate the title because i can't remember no do it. the whole thing I, oh you didn't write it down i didn't write it down god it's, damn you it's the saga of the viking women and their voyage to the waters of the great sea serpent if that's not it, it's damn close. So that is that is the movie that I'm holding. Carl, what are we stacking the that against? The Terror. Oh, my God. Oh my God. We had Bird on the uh-huh. episode. I just actually <laughs> listened back to it, or Danielle and I were listening to it because she didn't get a chance to watch Dude, this the one. the Terror is so You want to talk about convoluted? <laughs> <laughs> Boris Karloff plays... A guy who might actually not be His the guy. His name's actually Rick. He's not the guy. <laughs> He's actually a NASCAR driver. Dude, he reminds me. Every time I think of the terror, I think of that Robert Downey Jr. line from uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I'm just the dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. dude. That's <laughs> like, what's happening That's here. what happens to Boris. You're like, Boris Karloff is this character. Or is he? Or is he? And you're like. I'm Boris Karloff. And you're like, isn't he? <laughs> what are you talking about? But he's about? not, though. He's not. Also, Dick Miller, mm-hmm. strong Dick Miller performance. He's crucial he's, to that he, movie. Yeah, oh, he is essential to that melting movie. face. Mm-hmm. We get a good melty face. Dude, the in melty the graveyard. face with the nose bubble—that's one of the grossest. I loved that effect, dude. You're just like it. Just looks like American cheese just melting. You know off that the a skull. young Steven Spielberg looked at that and goes, "I can do better." Oh yeah, oh right? yeah. Did you yeah. see Raiders: The Lost Ark like in the wings? Yeah, it is. It's Watch, awesome, dude. That nose bubble is like when that bubble pops. You like a little bit of bile comes up in your mouth. The thing it's that so I good. capital L love about the terror mm-hmm. is how fucked up the mo- just the movie is itself. Like the the sound, <laughs> the different <laughs> film stock that's being used, oh, and the story behind how this like is an editing nightmare because like some of the some of the cans of film were just fucked. Like when they got just them, toasted, like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, well, we can't use that. It's all yellow. Let's recut it. Let's recut it. <laughs> so, so this movie dude, shouldn't even Jack, exist. Jack Nicholson, like almost drowning, fighting a bird in a tide oh, pool. Oh my god! And he's not even phoning in his performance. He's mailing in letters, snail mail. He's te- he's like doing telegraph. It's a com- he's doing mixed media performances, <laughs> right, exactly. it's like telegraphs. He's sending paintings that like imply what his performance is for time. He's to time. figuring out memes. And you know what? I fucking love it yeah dude the way he carries a gun aimed at his like holding it like a glass of water with his (laughs) pinky in the trigger guard and like the barrel pointed at his face he's never touched a gun before you're like you're a what in the army now a colonel Hmm. how did you manage that they don't do gun training you're holding your gun like upside down with like the hammer cocked and like your finger in the barrel it's fucking nuts like this knife is weird what (laughs) I've never gotten the hang of these knives. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's unreal, dude. Young Jack Nicholson and the terror is fucking excellent. Um, then we have the Viking serpent sea, sea women. They just throw women and they throw, throw a woman into the fire. <laughs> into a volcano, like the smallest oh volcano you've ever seen. G- yep. 
watching like bitchy whiny son of the king oh <laughs> dude we got the viking men are just they're all kinds of shackled up oh uh, i think we're gonna try and escape today <laughs> <laughs> who's got a good idea boys <laughs> The, and he's the king of the Vikings. Yes, that fucking idiot is the king he's of the Vikings. He's not too bright. Do we still have? Oh, we have three left. We're gonna, three do, th- we're gonna, three on we're the gonna do a threeper and get rid of two of them, and yep. then we'll be good to go. But like, dude, okay, okay. This is both of these. These are we've had some good pairings because yeah. these are again these movies are of a piece. Yes, neither of them is objectively good. No, both of them are unobjectively great. These I would I would gladly watch either of these oh, movies as again like, right, right now. now. <laughs> Either one of them. Shit. So this is the thing. I have history with the terror. I'm leaning towards it as well. Yeah. And it's just, it's for for me, when I think of Roger Corman, before we started this. Pause. It was the terror was the thing that was. Carl. Yeah. There's a sock puppet eating, eating a doll. Oh, there is. In Viking women. I just (laughs) remembered that. There's almost no sea serpent in the movie. We have Billy Idol. We do have. We have. He hides real good on a small boat. Hey, I, I imagine the the dark haired lady who's who's <laughs> piloting the boat as David Lynch. Hey, what are you doing on my boat? <laughs> Quiet down now. The other people here. The boat that is one hundred feet long, but is also eight and a half feet long. Yes. <laughs> Dude, both of these movies are <laughs> wild. They're shit. They're so. Oh, shit. they're so garbage. They're the best shit. Yes. Though. Oh, that, doesn't ugh. she summon a uh, lightning storm or something? She does, and she makes it strike uh, the dog. Yeah, you go first. No, you go first. Where the like, they don't want to. <laughs> oh, it's the, save you if you will like. It's the shitty son. He gets yeah. he gets his sword lightning struck. That's right. The whole scene with them like burning the, at the stake, and they're like, "No, you die first. No, no you, you die. You die. Right. No, you die. <laughs> my so fire's cool. hotter. No, my fire's hotter." <laughs> <laughs> You're like I. I think you should both just probably die and we just wrap this thing up. You're both really annoying. Kill both of these people. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm done with both of you. All I wanted was Billy Idol. Like once yeah. his character's introduced, and also he does some pretty good stunt work too. He does he's jumping on tables and rolling around and shit. Yeah, he's very bouncy. The first ever um, ecstasy rave happens in this movie. Fuck. The firelight ecstasy rave. I'm remembering all the moments of this. So am movie I, now. but I'm not. I haven't forgotten the terror where it's like, this is a painting of my wife. You, it was made 50 years ago. You can tell by the date. Because, see, there's a date. They wrote his they name. They wrote a date on and it. And his name there, too. And Jack Nicholson's like, well, yeah, but couldn't you just write any any date on there? You could have made it Tuesday. I could. How about, Leave how about this? I painted that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, did did you? I'm an old man. I'm confused. <laughs> My brain doesn't work so good. There's a anymore. crypt with a flooding lever. There is. <laughs> okay. I think the terror. I think it's the yeah. terror. I loved. I loved watching. I loved Viking women though. Like. And Danielle had just a, a great time watching that one. We're too. taking. We're taking nothing away from Viking women. That's an exceptional Here, we, film. Go go okay. go. Here, so this we, is it that we because we, we have, have one, one extra, extra movie. Film, oh shit! We've got. It's. I was gonna say, is it all Planet of the Apes movies? But it's not. And I think I know which one's going to win. All right. So it's Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which can probably just go on the floor. Yep. I was going to do that. Yep. Now. There we go. Right. So the actual, that movie sucks. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So our two, our head-to-head Ooh. is Escape from the Planet of the Apes and Bloody Mama. It's Bloody Mama, but it's we can... It's clearly Bloody Mama, yeah. but let's give let's Escape talk from about the Planet escape. of the Apes. It's day in, it's day in court. <laughs> right. Escape from the, the, the Bloodies. Escape from the Bloody, bloody Apes. apes. Oh my god, I'd watch that movie. This is the one that is 
I think the most unique of all of them. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it takes place. It breaks the tone. Yeah. It's totally outside of the box of the others. It is, it's got an interesting sort of window into who the apes are. And they're, they're mirroring um, the Charlton Heston character and Nova from the first movie. So they are now the fish out of water, essentially. Right. And we get this the human scientists dealing with the, the apes. Where in the fir- first movie, it's the humans dealing with the ape scientists. So there's this weird mirror, this sort of parallel going on between those yeah. two movies. It was really cool and interesting. And it's Woody Allen. It's, it's pretty woman- and it does kind of keep in tone with the other Planet of the Apes movies in that in the third act, it goes black dark, dude. Yeah. It just gets fucking so like harrowing in the end. And it sets a, up a lot of the, the history and the... It um, does. It does. It kind of... Ex- it does an interesting job of explaining the mechanics of this universe that we've been watching yeah, for three It doesn't feel like movies. forced in or like awkward. I'm just it makes thinking, sense. dude, I'm, you know, like... Bloody Mama's gonna win. Mm-hmm. It it is. But if it had been any other movie, this one might have won just for Zira's deaths. Mm-hmm. No, not Zira. Um, um, uh, uh, Cornelius. Yeah, Zira. Cornelius right? and Zira. Yeah. yeah, Zira's death scene, and watching. And she's chucking her baby over the. Which throwing the well, yeah. A baby, a throwing, ape baby, throwing a an ape baby into the an water, an ape baby, and then watching. I think the isn't it the guy shoots that infant like yeah eight four times. or five times yeah he just like dumps every he shoots every bullet that he has on him into a baby and you're like what the fuck and then the cut when the cops shoot Cornelius and we get that deadfall the that, dummy deadfall oh, that scream that comes out of his mouth too there's just the like Roddy McDowell dude. Mm-hmm. Roddy well he's the man McDowell I think he has three nominations for best eye acting because he's playing three different characters in this series <laughs> like son of a bitch I mean he should get a nod just for Tales of the Gold Monkey which I binge watched while we were watching these but like there's something that dummy fall is like upsetting mm-hmm. by the way the dummy fall in the terror is also Horrifically upsetting. Yes, it is. And then that dude's like super slow death. We're not talking about the terror, but that I dude's like out. super slow <laughs> you guys death. Still here? I <laughs> I've just always thought. <laughs> always thought that I'd do more with my life, you know. But are you still there? Did you Did you leave? No, I'm still here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay well. <laughs> I fucking love it. I do too. Okay, but like, dude, that deadfall was. T- Horrifying. Yep. Cornelius's death screen. Cornelius just splats. You when can they, see his like leg breaking when dude, he it gets, hits the. When they when they drug Zira, like that. This movie takes oh, like you to some truth serum moment. It gets super really fucking dark. Uncomfortable. This movie and we is, get introduced to Armando. Armando's in here. We love Armando. Their monkeys come from space. <laughs> you know to treat them good, you do. Oh, you've been writing the lyrics. Already? I've been writing a little bit. That was off the cuff. I actually have the lyrics written somewhere, and I. <laughs> I purchased the mo- the the so you can play along to it. Yeah, and so I'm actually gonna I'm totally gonna go there. That's fine. Do it, man. We'll put it on Patreon. Tell I was gonna, it's, it's gonna done. be for the Quillen Filmies. For the Quillen. Oh. It's gonna be part because you know have the the music segment for idea. the Quillen <laughs> Filmies. So we're gonna have a couple of like music interludes between the Quillen Filmies, and one of them is gonna be our Armando. Armando, dude, I'm I'm so in for that. Oh, I need your guitar. By oh. the way, no, you playing? Any, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say harmonies. borrow anything, but I'll I'll gladly do that. All right, so it's going on the floor. By escape, pretty Love you. pretty good monkey movie though. All right, Carl. If these are three. No, we okay. That I was we were that down was to it. Like a, no, so here so we, go. we are down to so that is the first bracket. That's done. the first bracket. Now we've it's, got we got some movies on the floor. Round two. All right, Ooh. so you're up first. So what are we? What are we? What are we? What are we? What are we, Carl? Ooh. 
Ooh, Planet of the Apes. <gasps> Beneath the Planet of the Apes. So it's Planet of the Apes one and two. Now let's think about this first. Nope. Okay, it's Planet of the Apes. It is Planet of the Apes because Beneath the Planet of the Apes, while pretty wild, has so many like slow, boring. <laughs> There's yeah. we, we talked about it on the show, but there's literally a point where so little is happening that all the, the protagonists falls asleep. take a nap. <laughs> like, oh god, I'm so tuckered out right now. This is it's been a long day. Holy shit! Well, and I, Nova falls asleep because she's bored. Yeah, she <laughs> does. Like he's like figuring shit out. She's like she's like you gotta look at the wall. You keep, there. Yeah, you got a lot to catch up on. Right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I actually that turned into a yawn because you were really fake did. yawning so much. <laughs> My eyes are watering now. All right, um. It is planet. I do love that we get a return of Taylor in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. The return of Taylor. The the ending of this fucking movie is the best ending of all of them. I agree. Worshipping the bomb. Having Taylor. Ooh, I don't know. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. Having Taylor nuke the planet. Yeah. It's still Planet of the Apes. It's still Planet of the Apes. But having but dude, Taylor like. That ending fucked me up, dude. Well, for like two days. the voice of God yeah. comes out of nowhere and it's and like. And the third rock from the planet of the things was there's drawn. There's a small blue yeah. planet. That's three it. Three planets from the sun. That planet is now dead. And you're like, Taylor literally ended the world. Yeah, and it's it's a 1970s flick, so they did all their credits up front, so there wasn't any, like, music is like, bing, movie's and over. And then the movie blinks to blackness, and you're out. And you're like, what the shit did I just watch? When you're watching the end of that movie, and you're like, oh, no, our new hero just took, like, he might still he be He got okay. two to the chest, man, and one in the head? He shot in the head, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, he's did you gone. just shoot the hero of this film in the head? Sure There's still, did. like, five minutes Taylor's left. Taylor's gut shot bleeding Taylor out takes, like, heavy machine like, gun fire. He's, fist in his gut, keeping his intestines in. Dude. Like, there's a scene when all the congregation peel their fucking faces off and they sing they a hymn like to, the, units to a nuclear bomb. The bomb, the bomb. Escape from the planet of the ape. And they even compose that song to sound like what music might sound like in the future. It's like what somebody that had never heard church music before but was explained to it. Like, it, it sort of had this like whatever. And really so, interesting yeah. jazz-like use of harmonies. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. Okay, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, or Beneath the Planet Beneath. of the Apes is a great movie. Yeah, it's a great sequel. It is. But it's, if, if but it's not, not as so many slowdown moments. It's not as strong as the first. Yeah. The beginning is pretty boring, honestly. It's like, oh, I'm back on the planet, and oh, it's the city of apes, and oh, I've been captured. And actually, the ending of Planet of the Apes, only because we know it's so well, we know it's coming, yeah. that that twist, that oh fuck moment is lost on us. Right. But that's one hell of an that's one hell of an ending, dude. That is, that's a You yeah. think you're on oh, a yeah, different yeah, yeah. planet somewhere, like light years away from Earth, and holy fuck, you are on the East Coast. Yeah, you're in New York. Look at the fuck. You're literally in New York. What the fuck? <laughs> You're, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And honestly, yeah, Charlton Heston's performance is pretty unimpeachable. Everyone's performance. Uh, he's got all the booze in his chair. Oh right, yeah. We made we turned him into a drunk he for was that a drunk episode. Drunk for that one. All right, so it's Planet of the Apes. Ooh. Now the next one, I'll go first this you time. Go first. We are going to shoot out teenage caveman and the terror. All right, just for the sake of. I, well, okay, on three, what do you think? One, two, three. Teenage terror. caveman. Well, now we gotta talk. Now we gotta talk. All right, all right. Okay, so what's your argument for teenage caveman? I thought you were gonna say terror, so I wanted to be the opposite side of it. So you literally picked your pick based on what you thought I was gonna pick. Yeah. That's, you're supposed to be logic and reason. I shoot from the belly, Carl. It's the terror. It's the terror, dude. It's Jack Nicholson carrying a knife like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> carrying a gun like a knife. 
Almost drowning while, like, I think actual birds are attacking him. Well, she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's drinking seawater like it's his job. He's just chugging ocean he's, water he's by like, the He's pint. a walking Brita filter. He's like, I'm pretty, th- pretty, I'm pretty thirsty. There's a lot of water to my yes, right. Yeah, you probably shouldn't drink that. That's seawater. <laughs> Thank you, Boris Karloff. Yeah, well, if you suck it through the barrel of a gun, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It filters it out. The rifling helps they, filter some of the They taught us around. this in boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> the French are really bad at teaching Terrible. stuff. Terrible. God. Also, there is a moment in this where he's wearing, like, not a little hat. He's a, wearing, like, a 22-foot-tall hat. And then cut and cut back, <laughs> and the hat is gone. No hat. Just. There is no hiding that. <laughs> the egregious editing errors are so endearing. I love the terror, man. It's one of my favorites. All right. So what's our last our last shootout? Last you read one it. I know, in I know the what bucket. You've got. I know you yeah, got. Yeah, it's Bloody Mama. This is fucked up because it's Bloody Mama versus the Wild Angels. That is the that I think this is the hardest shootout we've done yet. The the hardest head to head. I I know where I'm leaning. Do you want to go on three again? Yeah. One, two, three. Bloody, Bloody Mama. Mama. Okay. Now okay. here's why. Shelley Winters. End Fucking of amazing. statement. Yeah. Fucking Robert De Niro is exceptional in this. Baby Robert De Niro, just amazing heroin addict. Fucking, he shows us three different kinds of high in this movie, and nails every and nails every one of them. He huffs glue. Yep. He shoots smack, and what's the last one? He gets drunk. Right? He gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good as all three of them. Yep. Like Robert De Niro's excellent in this. Everyone is excellent. You got a in Bruce this. Dern in this again. That's such an awkward. Bruce Dern's character is so weird. Yeah. Meets him in prison. Prison. They kind of fall in love. There's this ambiguous, weird gay he's, relationship. Like, him, but he falls in love because he's hurt. He's dude, cuckolding his own. Like it's like it's fucking dude. Yeah. Bloody Mama is of all of the movies that we've watched. So far this year That was the one that took me most by surprise yeah, I think I talked about it on the fair. episode But I at the end of this movie When it's down to just Shelly Winters Because her last spoilers Her last son has shot himself in the head Blown his fucking head in off In front of dude. his mother Like Hamburger. staring her in the face And that effect is so goddamn gory Yep and watching Shelly Winters like just fucking totally so snap. Oh, and that shootout is so disturbing, not only because of what we're seeing, but they're bystanders. Like picnic food. Uh, yeah, they're starting to picnic and watching this fucking shootout between the cops and this family. Like it's we talked insane, about it. Dude. We talked about it during the actual episode, but from the basically like the once the shootout starts and you start, I was watching most. You mostly you can't help it. You start watching Shelly Winters. Yeah. I was crying. Her performance was so strong. I was crying not because like her performance demands that you cry. It's not like pulling those heartstrings. I was crying because I was like, you can make something that transcends like the dumb B movie exploitation yeah. film genre on a shoestring budget if you have people that give a shit. The whole kidnapping of Commissioner Gordon. That whole sequence. Every bit like of I that. Said, like I said, as soon as that happens, the, the two movies that that I think are the this in this movie. They have the first half, and then as soon as they kidnap, kidnap Commissioner, Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Because it's who it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's Commissioner Gordon. It's Pat Hingle. But yeah. But yeah, then that's a whole other... The tone completely shifts, and that, I was in it already because it's interesting. These characters are right. so fucking weird. But then as soon as that happens, like the tone shifts, and you're like in this whole other... like You can see Quentin Tarantino... like. Just looking Definitely. at this movie and going, I want to do this. Right, right. Oh my God, you can totally. This is to- gotta be in Quentin Tarantino. I mean, I, if it's somewhere. not, I'd be very fucking surprised. Yeah. This is there's one of the things that the, this movie that Bloody Mama does so well. I, I mean, obviously, we've talked about Wild Angels at yeah. length. 
it's it's an it's a that's phenomenal why this film. Was, i mean we we both went on bloody mama like right away but wild angels man that was our final four that's yeah final four. so B- wild angels made the final four yeah. that is an exceptional film but it just really can't stack up to, to bloody no there's mama. so much right going on with bloody mama so we're down to our last three so this we, is it. Trifecta, right? We, we do. do we do oh the trifecta. So this is it. This is our Order final one. shootout. So what we've got is Planet of the Apes. No. We've got Bloody Mama, Planet of the Apes, and the Terror. Do you know what I love about this triangle right now? <laughs> is that the Terror <laughs> made it is in the final three. <laughs> I love, I love this show. <laughs> now we gotta. <laughs> I know this is our caged heat moment, which is which is important because we got to make sure we don't blow it. Oh no, it's Bloody Mama, but like I think it's Bloody Mama. Yeah. Let's Okay, so the terror is not the choice. No, it isn't. If that one was, is like a a dark horse. That's not even a dark horse. That's just a fun fucking It is fun. That is the caged heat of season of quarter this 1 is though. Quarter, yeah, this is our quarter 1 caged heat yeah. for sure. Well, because we did a whole year of caged heat. It proved itself well enough to, to make get it to up the final to the top three. 3, and I'm okay with it living in that place. Oh yeah. I, Third I have, place for the terror. I'm so proud I've got of you. No terror. problems with that, especially oh, since I think man. Roger Ebert gave it like negative three stars. <laughs> He's like, uh, this is unprecedented like, on Roger and Ebert at the movies, but <laughs> I'm giving a negative star. We're gonna give it. A, and Gene Siskel's like a negative one star. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's one of the first times I've ever. Agreed. Counterpoint: I think it should actually only be negative one half a star. Right. God damn it! <laughs> they hated that movie. Jesus, Gene. However, <laughs> okay, so here it is, man. Now. Okay, I also think it's Bloody Mama, but I want to sit for a Wait, second. Wait, no, let me think about it enough for a hot. Because we got Planet of the Apes. Now, look, if we're talking about favorite, favorite film, like what was our favorite of these two? Oh man, Planet of the Apes though is like. But but hmm. is are we doing that Straw Dogs thing where we're like it was such a masterpiece that we must vote it in? You know, like we dude, right. What was our fir- what was our quarter one winner last year? Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. And we had it against the Searchers. I kind of feel weird about it not winning last year, but we can. That's what. Raising Arizona. Yeah. Once you, but then you just got to. It's in the history books. Think for five seconds about Only Lovers Left Alive. Go. No. Okay. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that movie didn't win. <laughs> oh, oh, my heart just got all kinds. Of- Dude, mm. Raising Arizona was final four for the year. Yeah, that's right. So I would say that's pretty goddamn strong. I did re- recently rewatch Raising Arizona out at camp, and I was just like, it's a perfect film. Yeah. Opening shot to closing credits. That movie's flawless. Everything's firing on all It's unbelievably now. good. So I was very happy that that one. Now look, I'm looking at these two, and I think it's Bloody Mama. Yeah. And I think it's Bloody... Okay, look, we've got... Two very epic lines. This Planet of the Apes lives in history because it's, you maniacs, you blew, blew it up. up. Mm-hmm. Cut to Shelley Winters cradling the dead body of her son and reloading the Tommy gun that he used to kill himself and going, you bastards, you bastards. Certainly not as fun. <laughs> it's not nearly as fun, but the sheer power, the sheer power of, it. of what she manages to convey Plus, the, God, the Bruce Stern, everything about it. The is... other thing I didn't bring up because I wanted to save it because I knew it was going to be in our last three because mm-hmm. we just did it was the the way that that movie lulls you into like we're watching a funny movie and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's knives in the walls. And yeah. There's tension. Like when they just drown a chick in the. They sink. drowned a chick in the sink. Yeah. And Bruce Stern couldn't do it, so Mama so had mom to step did. in and just power through it. And then you see her like. Drinking hard to try and deal with what she just had to do to protect her family. Sing me that song of the South and whatever. And when they have their the... little fucking weird sing-alongs, mm-hmm. all the shit was Scatman Crothers. Your brother's dead. Bury him deep. Back to fishing. God damn it. 
Dude. While they're shooting alligators in the fucking... Tommy gun and yeah. alligators in a swamp. It's fucking so wild. But one of the two things that when they rob the jewelry store... And they're gonna they're gonna fucking kill the jeweler. And then he's, one of his, his brothers goes, eyes. "Wait, wait, wait! Look at his eyes!" And the crazy brother's like, "Yeah, you don't know how lucky you are." And then he apologizes for robbing him. Yep. I'm sorry. And then they leave. You're like, "What the fuck was that?" There's really weird. We learned all about Mumbly Peg, dude. There's there's a lot of layers of like psychology to all these characters. Yes. These are not flat. Characters not in the least everyone is Operating on their own internal logic one of my favorite Scenes in the movie is Robert you can see that Robert De Niro is going to be like one Of the greatest actors of all time in this movie Mm -hmm. And it's when the woman swims across the lake And it's so innocent And fun and everything's fine and then all of a Sudden he's like he rolls up his sleeve And shows where where I do my drugs Yeah he's like showing where his veins have collapsed And all the track marks and then she gets scared but he Won't let her go yeah and it just continues where she's he's like, Why don't you stay with me? She's like, I I um I just, you know, I'm really I think I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. And he's eating candy and he won't let her leave. This is baby Ruth. And yeah. suddenly it's like, What wait, whoa, we were just watching like a meat cute and now this is fucking intense. Like the tension. You're just Paradigm sitting there like shit. your stomach hurts and he's like trying to kiss her and she starts crying and you're like, What in the fuck? If you look at the in point on that scene and the out point, which is her tied to a bed. Yeah. With mama being like, maybe I like, get a piece of her. Yeah. Where she's basically like, Fuck. all right, we're going to rape her a bunch, but eventually we're just going to have to drown her in a sink. You're like, this started with like a goofy ass Robert yep. De Niro getting his shoes wet. And now we've gone to here. Intense, dude. Bloody mama. Yep. Like, and all as right. as heavy and hard and as harrowing as bloody mama is. I'd watch it again right now. No, I would. Absolutely. It's one of those. Just to see the performances. Like, Bruce, I mean, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. God damn it, man. Planet of the Apes does Keep not coming. go on the floor, though. I'll say no, that. No, it doesn't. This one lives on the table. It's out of the running. Our winner's Bloody Mama. Much respect to Planet of the absolutely. Apes. Absolutely. Yeah, Bruce Dern in this movie. Watching him navigating the, first of all, the dynamics of, like, a prison relationship. Yes. Getting out and then inserting himself into, into this family. family? And and they're not. I mean, he's got a little bit of a, a, a dick measuring contest with the oldest brother. Yeah, but he's included. Remember he's how a, he dies? Oh fuck! Mama machine Mom, she, guns him. Fuck! He steps out on the fucking roof and he's like, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a barker. She, no, and she you goes, ain't. No, you ain't. Ba, 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 ba. And oh she just God. fucking hoses him down in front of his lover, her son, who then goes to try and kill her. And then thinks but better of it. Suicide yeah. by cops because he doesn't want to deal with what he just saw, but he can't. Betray his family dynamic I'll fucking spin bloody mama This moment I'm actually really happy With this This You know what's great About this moment It's just a thought That just popped into my head Is some movies Of this That have this tone Leave you with that Sort of straw dogs feeling Yeah Yeah, yeah, This does all of that And it has this weird Underpin that's a little bit fun Yeah Yeah It's somehow Almost playful in a way But you don't feel Horrible, but like if I enjoyed enjoyed Straw Dogs, I probably need to check myself in. Right, if you're like, like, if you're at the end of Straw Dogs, oh my gosh, like, that was a hoop, ah, man! <laughs> Golly, I'll tell you Woo. what, that Dustin Hoffman, he sure is one uh, heck of an actor. I'm never wearing shoes again. I don't know, but <laughs> I have no idea of, what that a bunch means. Of weird bare feet in that movie. But, but Bloody Mama is it has that because it's Corman, I think. It maintains a jaunty tone because his soul is in the movie. The so thought it's that just I, like, the thought that I just had was we we talked about the in point and the out point and the crazy arc, right. like the almost like high wire like tightrope arc of the Robert De Niro scene with the the heroine and the girl. Yep. Blow it out to the whole movie. We start with like 
with like well, oh, a rape scene. <laughs> well, you do oh, yeah. start. We actually start with a rape scene, but like the first like scene right proper right. is we get like this montage of guns that are really cheap yeah. in like catalogs. Twenty five cents for a gat, and then it's like Mama scrubbing Hard Robert scrub- De Niro in a, a tub. Thirty eight year old Robert. A thirty eight year old Robert. No, he's probably like twenty two, maybe. He's 20? really young. Yeah, but like Robert De Niro sitting in a wooden tub as Mama's scrubbing him, and the cop comes up and he's like, "Well, Ma, bark," and everything's funny. It's and then, bath time at the Barker. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, what do you th- what what are you saying, my boy?" did and he's like well they raped a girl and broke her arm and then you're like hmm oh that that became uh less fun all of a sudden but if you look at like where the movie starts which is like road trip movie yep. we're robbing banks things goofy and you end with you bastards you bet it's it's that whole thing that mm-hmm. whole crazy arc where you're like it's fun it's jaunty but it has these little and this predated young guns and all that like shootout the house stuff uh, this shootout, the gauntlet this like shootout all is those, better yeah. than the young gun shootout I yeah totally yeah. totally yeah, I mean they do throw a chest out of the window and Billy the kid comes up pops up out of it and shoots cool. some people it's pretty cool but look man but this is pretty fucking I'm just sweet. saying like when was the last time you saw a dude put a Tommy gun in his and mouth blow his fucking and head off and you his see dome. it never it's pretty great. <laughs> Watching it, you're like, how'd you do that? But really, though. How, check that dude's IMDb. Was this his right. last film? <laughs> well, there's one more. Oh, but it was completed before Bloody Mama. I think he killed himself. He killed himself. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe it. It looks really. so yeah. disturbingly realistic. Yeah. And, you know, gore aside, which we both, I think we're both gore Oh, fans. yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, dude, the performances. The cinematography's great. The score is great. Yeah. It's just a real powerhouse movie, and you're I'm right. I'm feeling real good about it. You're this. right. It does maintain, it maintains a fun tone. It's a Cormanist. Yeah, you'd watch it. it again. It's not a Straw Dogs where you're like, all right, in five years, I I'm might, gonna kill myself. Might, <laughs> <laughs> Let the timer start. Siri, t- start a timer Siri, for five years. S- set a timer for five years, because that's about how long I can sit with that in my head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch Straw Dogs again, but I'll watch Bloody Mama like anytime. Like, let's yeah. just we don't let's just stop recording and go watch Bloody Mama. All right, so that was it. That's our quarter, quarter one, one shootout. shootout season two, quarter one. Season two, quarter Jeez, one. Man. I know, dude. The films are flying by. Dude, I love it. And we've had we've had a hell of a quarter one uh, here at the the Frank Zappa Kappa sorority, sorority studio, studio and occasional bakery yeah. <laughs> and soon to be apiary soon to be apiary we're hoping we get the bees next week that's oh, amazing but yeah we've had i've been in a show since january mm-hmm. you've had personal shit happen yeah i had personal shit you had show shit yeah we've been it's been like hectic scheduling stuff we've been hitting movies when this we has can. been a lot of t- this has been my port though this has been like like yeah a bit of an anchor in a way yeah it's like i need to go hide from the rain and talk to max about movies for a couple Dude, hours honestly yeah. my favorite moment of yesterday because i i I set off mic, but yesterday I was having a little, I was having kind of a bummer day. Mm-hmm. Just felt a little depressed and I was like, oh, what the hell's going on? And in the evening, starting around like seven o'clock, we got home from the, the, the picnic and stuff and I was in a funk and I started cutting episodes. So I have to like listen to them right, as yeah. I'm cutting them and listening to our episodes. I, by the end, by the time I was done cutting those episodes, I was like, my, my eyes are like running with laughter. That's awesome, dude. It was so fun. And it like, it really like, like cheered me up yeah. and, t- and got me out of this funk. And I was like, this show, cause I'm not very, I'm not a very social person. Honestly, right. you're the other than bird. You are the person I see most. Mm-hmm. I don't really go out and hang out with people. I, I do this show with right. you and I hang out with you and Danielle. <laughs> That's enough. like what I do. So yeah, this is, this is always, this is kind of like my anchor to the real world. That's cool. It's like yeah. doing this show. And I, I think it's really good for me. And I, you writers in your writerliness. Our, our, <laughs> yeah. I, I, my hermitage upstairs. Yep. yep. <laughs> Don't bother me. <laughs> I'm in my reading and writing <laughs> orifice. 
serious set a timer for one year <laughs> and then Alexa in one year unlock the door. Right. <laughs> I got a bell locking waiter for the door. locking the door, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You're like that was the worst hell ever. It was like a pink angel's hell. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Coming up next. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think which which of the biker movies drops first? Road to Paloma. Okay. Is the first one. So we're not starting Pride Month with the Pink Angels. No. Actually That's probably a Pink good idea. Angels will be number two. We'll talk about it. It Fair is enough. very of its time and no, very of its budget. <sighs> yeah. So we'll talk but about it. But that's later. That's quarter two. That is, yeah. Um I think this episode will come out. It might this episode I'm not sure when it'll drop. I gotta Fair look enough. at when the episodes are scheduled. This might actually come out after Road to Paloma. Gotcha. But whatever. Our yeah. first our first quarter shootout will happen. Or oh, fuck it, I'll just drop it whenever. I'll yeah. drop it as quick as I can. Yeah. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, Bloody Mama is our quarter one Go winner. Go check it out. I think it's on Amazon Prime. So stay tuned. Actually, here, vamp for a second. I want to look at what movies we have coming up you for quarter it. two. So, I can so see. just as a fun like play-along thing, a lot of the movies that we do on the show are available like on Amazon Prime. Sometimes you can find them on Hulu. A lot of them so, are available for free. So a lot, I was going to say, a lot of them are like free on Amazon Prime. We're working on getting some links to two movies and things like that for you guys so if you haven't seen them and i think the way that we do the show a lot of time is like you almost don't have to watch the movies because we go no. kind of beat by beat sometimes you definitely don't yeah but we, if, we'll walk you through it yeah we'll walk you through it but i think if you've you know don't feel like you have to watch it but it can help obviously yeah. to um i i always explain the show to people like this i say that there's two types of episodes there are the what I call the film school episodes yep. and that's when you watch we watch a movie and it's so stunningly technically executed yeah. that you can talk about stuff all like the Steve McQueen stuff straw dogs hell yeah and you can uh, only lovers left alive where you, you you get into like these deep conversations about metaphors yep. and the message of the movie and we actually I was really surprised we did it with the, the lethal weapon movies I was able to like talk about how the cinematographer Especially was using the first one good lord well like using well that's like performance where we'll nitpick performances mm-hmm. and dig into that but like there are episodes where we talk about like how a camera move means something Something yeah. and how like when in the season zero when we talked about there will be blood we talk about how Johnny Greenwood's score is like part of the story it's another character yeah. and how that whole movie fits into this long lore of vampire fiction that's existed it's fucking so it's, bad. yeah so those are the film that's school episodes one type of episode the other type of episode which this season has been very it's a heavy lot of on, blood and concrete and it's a lot of uh, uh, cemetery, cemetery man. man which is just Carl and I just riffing and improving no. and <laughs> making fun of the movies so if this is your in point to our series. It was probably a pretty weird one because it's a shootout. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, going forward, looking at what we have coming up, I won't tell you what the movies are, but right. I'm going to, can, can I tell the them, the, can I I tell them the theme? Themes of the next quarter. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So, Bloody Mama's our winner. Now, for the next three months, for our next quarter before our next shootout, we were going, we we're going to be covering biker flicks. We did one episode already, uh, which will be dropping this Saturday, Road to Paloma, which was a phenomenal conversation. Yeah. That's kind of a film school episode. That is. It's got a little bit of both, but it's primarily like a film school. Yeah, episode. we got into like a deep, we got into some deep like philosophical conversations. And that's one of those, and I don't want to spoil it, but I love, it's, them, like a, it's, like a, it's like a prisoner's episode, sort of. Yeah, if you if you were with us for season zero, it's like an Unforgiven episode from it season is, one. Yeah, there you go, it's an we, Unforgiven episode. We start, Carl and I start on opposite ends of the table, and then by the end, we've kind of met in yep. the middle. I, I love those, dude. Yep, I too. love when we, we discover stuff about the movie through yep. conversation. I also just like making fun of movies. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so the next three, so the next three months, we're doing biker flicks for my birthday month. I picked, we picked the themes for our month this yep. year. So I picked biker flicks. 
Carl picked Kung Fu Flicks. We haven't watched a single Kung Fu Flick no, for this show. No, I can't show. wait. And I've got a broad spectrum of different you do. genres. My styles. favorite thing about it is that I haven't seen any of them, nor have I even heard of any of them. I'm That's fucking stoked. Baller. All right. So, and then our final month of the next quarter is going to be classic horror. Now, when I say classic horror, you guys all have movies in your head, but I didn't say Universal Monsters, so you're wrong. Right. It's for other movies. Yes. <laughs> really weird <laughs> i'm super stoked i forgot what they are take a look at august oh right it's like a bunch Ooh. of I'll, oh. I'll let you guys know we've, been, we've had a, a roger corman month we've had we've got a lot of ray milan and dick miller guess what's coming up in august you got yourself some lon cheney jr yeah you got yourself some vincent price yeah sure do and i'm not positive but i think one of those is bella lugosi I think uh so. fuck bella lugosi no he's not on there but we do have two vincent price movies that month which Amazing. I want to cuddle him. For more Vincent Price, head over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm and you can listen to our House of Wax episode, which was... Featuring Danielle Pelshaw and Bird, I believe. It was weird to have us all just like crying about how good Vincent Price (laughs) was. We were just like, so talented. And then the remake where we all wanted to kill Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton's death scene was great. Good night, everybody. Right. (laughs) Although the lake of dead animals was pretty fucking gross. Yeah. All right. So that was our first shootout. Boom. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thanks to our patrons. Thanks the to our coming out of me. Thanks to our future sponsors. And uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, the next episode you'll hear is is a it's a pretty sexy one with Jason Jason Momoa and mm. Jason Momoa's sexy ass vintage Harley. All right. Bye bye.